Hello, y'all, and welcome to the Candy for Trees podcast. My name is Persephone Jam, and I am your host at the most this fine Monday. Now, you might be wondering why in the world we're even recording on a Monday. The answer to this question is that I plan on doing five episodes per week, one on each weekday, and giving them each a theme. For example, Music Monday, Talk Tuesday, which deals with, like, mental health type things, Wellness Wednesday, which deals with physical wellness, Storytime and Writing Thursday, which is about my other non-musical writing, and Free For All or Follow Up Friday, where I follow up on a topic, possibly of the listener's choice, and go from there. If you're interested in partaking in Follow-Up Friday, feel free to pop me a voice message on on my Anchor page and or send me a message on Facebook. I will put a link to my Facebook in the transcription. And I am always available on Twitter at the handle at Persephone Jam. Feel free to tweet at me anytime. And today I wanted to talk to y'all about my creative process in writing music, especially in this last album that I've been working on, pretty hard actually, I taped like six songs the other day, called Light on the Final Day. Now, the lyrics for Light on the Final Day were recorded in 2017, after I was going through a really, really hard time with this failed relationship type thing, But I ended up scrapping it because I um, started going out with my husband. My my then, my husband-to-be at that point. And I didn't want to, like, I didn't want people to get the wrong idea. I didn't want to make anyone uncomfortable. But now that we are more familiar with each other and most people know what exactly happened, I am really, really, really wanting to put these lyrics out there. Now, bear in mind that I did write them in 2017, so the situation has changed. But, as usual, with my recording and writing process, once it gets going, it doesn't stop. And I'm actually going to talk about this um, in a future episode of Wellness Wednesday, where I talk about breaks and burnout and things like that, taking breaks and going through burnout. But, in this case, the stopping and starting is almost three years gap between the both of them. Because I wrote these songs at the tail end, actually no, it'd be closer to two years. Two years gap between stopping and starting, or starting and stopping, depending on how you think about it. But, these are, this is a very important topic because I went back to these lyrics. I was a big fan of these lyrics when I wrote them, but I was also thinking about them a couple weeks ago, and I was thinking, why don't I record these? Like, I've put enough distance between the situation and me, that the situation was really, really hard. And, um, and it was made a lot better when my husband came back, but it was a hard time, and that's valid. Like, just because something good happens doesn't make your hard times valid, and just because something bad happens doesn't make your good times invalid. I meant to say invalid, by the way. Whoops. (laughs) Um, 
doesn't so like the let me let me rephrase here the good times don't make your bad times invalid and your bad times don't make your good times invalid I, I don't know if i said it right the first time or not but anyway let's move on and as a general rule when i'm writing i tend to I suppose dwell on the bad times, but in this case, the bad times had come and gone. I just had this stash of lyrics in my arsenal that I hadn't touched or mostly hadn't touched in several years. And um, there are two songs that have appeared from the album, that old scrapped album. One of them was Carthago, which shows up on the midday EP in a six minute run. It was like, it took me like one or two takes to make it, and I can also put this on the transcription of this episode on the blog, the video I have of me running it. Because it sounds very different than the run I have here on this take, these takes of Light on the Final Day. And so, the creative process for this album is slightly different. Because I didn't record on piano as I originally intended it to be written on and recorded on. Instead, I recorded it on my ukulele, my baritone ukulele, Barry, which is the most imaginative name it seems on paper. But Barry also means new in the Basque language. And so I named my baritone ukulele Barry. B-E-R-R-I. And... She's important to me because she's probably one of the best sounding instruments I have. She sounds like a little guitar, only slightly higher, because she is a guitar, essentially, but missing the bottom two lower strings. And so she lends this very guitar-like sound to Light on the Final Day. And I was working on two songs yesterday evening and this morning called Nero and Helen, respectively. And they feature my acoustic Spanish guitar, Esme, short for Esmeralda. And yes, I do name all my instruments. That is a thing I do. And so with this creative process, it's different. Like I usually go with the first, second, third, maybe eight, up to eighth take I do of a song of all time. The rest are just practice runs. And if I end up getting a better run of Light on the Final Day sometime else then I will um, end up using that take. But it's very, very rare, because usually I end up nailing it on the first through eighth take, or depending on the song. And I don't know. Sometimes I have qualms with that. Sometimes I don't. But, like, it's very difficult to sometimes get it after about the eighth take, because then my ear kind of gets used to it, and I have to sit back for a couple weeks and think about it more in in a different way. But like in the case of Light on the Final Day, I've been plinking around with these songs for a while and I ended up going with probably the third take of each song at max. Now, here's a little bit about my recording process. I usually track with, I, it's, I, I think it's called tracking. I track with one microphone capturing the whole sound. Some people track with several microphones for vocals, for like the surrounding area, for their instruments. And I might do that someday, but not now, because I don't really have the resources or the space for it. And I've always, I usually, actually, for the first few albums I did, I tracked on my phone, which was an iPhone 
one of the earlier versions, but not like 2007 early or anything. And that was super important to me because I was able to just drop and do an album at any point. And some of them are halfway improvised. And so that was, that was a special experience for me recording those first few albums. But Light on the Final Day was done in several takes and a lot of the arrangements were done on the spot. Which was very interesting to me because it was like, okay, these songs are just coming together. Another, there are two more albums that really did that for me as well. Mago in 2017 was like that. It took me months to write the lyrics, but once the lyrics came together, it took me about three weeks to assemble it all. And the other album I was thinking of is Nothing Will Keep Us Together. Nothing Will Keep Us Together is a very special album because it was, except with the exception of the one cover on it, Heroes, my cover of Heroes by David Bowie, the rest of the album was written and recorded in a spare room at a church in over the course of one night, which kind of fits the whole just for one day theme if you've heard Heroes. And that makes me really happy. And so some people might be wondering, like, what comes first? Music, lyrics, both? And in the case of Light, it was very, very much lyrics first. Like, I had to describe how I was feeling. It poured out of me. And I ended up just having to write it all down as it came. And it was coming really, really fast. I ended up writing most of the lyrics on this album over the course of three days. And I don't know if anything can be added or subtracted to it from it, added to or subtracted from it, because it's such a powerful unit. And then... Like, actually, most of the songs I've been writing recently in the last few years have been lyrics first. And I think that's really interesting. Cause it's like, I, I'm a writer by nature. Like, that's what I do. Whether it's with music or songwriting or, like, lyrics or poetry or even my plays, which we'll actually bring up in a later episode, it is very important to me that I get the words right. Even when speaking, it's important to me that I get the words right. And so if I had any advice to wrap up this episode, if I had any advice for someone who's considering songwriting is trust the process. I've been doing this since I was 12. I would highly recommend it for anyone who's inclined to writing or music or both. But keep in mind that it takes a while to get good at it. Like, I don't know, I don't consider myself a natural at songwriting. It took me years to even produce a decent song. Or even, even like, write a decent song. That, oh, that song, Ode, took me years of basically bashing my head against the wall. Ode is my first song, by the way. It can be found on my album, North. And it took years to come up with. After bashing my head around with loops from GarageBand and playing around on my piano, to finally it just clicked. And a lot of times for me it just clicks. Like, things happen and I come up with this, like an event happens and I just come up with like this hook or lyric or sound and it goes from there. So don't be afraid to trust the process. Don't be afraid to say, hey, I gotta take my time on this. It's like sometimes it takes my, I, I usually end up taking most of the time that people would record writing and retooling and waiting for ideas to come. Because some people end up 
taking years to write an album. Whereas, like, I try to take years to write. Because usually whenever the album comes together, it comes together in the way it wants. I cannot force it. And that's something that I would also advise. is like, don't force it. Whenever it comes out, it comes out the way it wants. So there's that. And it's very important to me that it comes out the way it wants. Like, uh, Mago sometimes strikes me as half-baked. But then I remember it's raw. It's real. It's me. I'm half-baked in some ways. And it's important to me that you get the most raw, real take. In about 10 years, I plan on revisiting all of my albums. Because they were recorded within like a three-year span, mostly. And I plan on revisiting them and doing like a better take in like a recording studio or something like that. But um, at the same time, they're very important how they are. And so, yeah, that's a little bit about my creative process. And usually I'm inspired by trauma, strife, sometimes happiness, sometimes all of the above, sometimes by anger and frustration. I don't know. People would say that they're the more negative elements of life, but I would say they're real. Sometimes people are like, why don't you write more happy songs, Persephone? Like, I'm like, because life isn't always happy. And whenever I am happy, it's not always 100% happy, you know? I try to be real. I try to process what I'm really feeling. And that's worked for me so far. And I hope to throw in some more odd times soon, as I've been talking about in a previous episode. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Candy for Trees podcast. And if you're so inclined, please support this podcast on Patreon. I'll also stick a link in the description. And thank you so much for tuning in on this fine Monday. And I appreciate your listenership. And I will see you tomorrow. This is Persephone Jam, your host with the most, signing off.